Oh, another, yeah, another tiring week, similar to last week, really. And um, I've been played yet again by a dream demon. And I was sure I kicked him in his metaphorical nards and he wasn't to return. But um, yeah, uh, same again, same same thing happened to me again this week. Um, but the five-star reviews weren't enough. That This time I had to look in the bag for some written reviews. And, uh, of course, the more written reviews we get, the better. This is me asking for more written reviews, by the way, in case you didn't realize. And, um, yeah, that happened. And, and, and other things helped me defeat him, which I know you know what, help, what helps. Yeah, it was that, that big influx of people into the Facebook group that did it. Oh, yeah, massive that, influx. That set him right on the yeah. on track. Yeah, we genuinely have had a bit of an influx of of, of Facebook people recently, which uh, we thank you, Pete. I thank all the new people for joining. It's very nice. And of, welcome, welcome, and and have a lovely time here. And um, you know, we'll, we promise it won't be a nightmare. That's yeah, we do it. It's the September sleepover. We're we're on again. Um, so let's do it. Yeah, back in it. Welcome to Creative Psychopaths, a horror movie podcast and the world's premier kitchen for horror sandwiches. What are horror sandwiches, I hear you demand? Well, it's a lovely movie filling surrounded by two slices of chatty chai goodness making a sandwich. My name's Mark, and as always, I'm joined by Matthew. Hello. Hello. How are you this week? Fine um, fit. I'm, I'm exhausted again. Exhausted. Oh, wait, this isn't yeah. the beginning bit, is it? We're not we're not doing the bit. No. Um, no, I'm actually I'm actually very good. Feeling uh, feeling loose, feeling relaxed. Ooh. Because of a lovely holiday. Uh, a lovely holiday where I did get eaten alive by mosquitoes. Oh no. But I lost count of the bites I got on my my extremities, but I had uh eleven just on my face and neck. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah, they love me. Yeah, perhaps you're delicious in some way, some sort of... Oh, yeah, I'm a big, soft marshmallow to them. Uh, a, a mosquito treat. That's yeah. nice. So, I mean, it's, it's a good job they don't carry malaria there, because I, I would be so dead if they did. You'd be, you'd be riddled. I, I could take all the pills in the world, but they'd get me that much. I, I don't think it would actually work. They just really, yeah. <laughs> they, they love me. No, well, but at least you're not. At least you're sort of. Um, it's just annoying. Um, yeah, stupid mosquitoes. Let's murder. Yeah, I went on a rampage on the uh, the last day we were there, and I managed to kill like six or seven of them. Felt felt like I got a small measure of revenge. Some sort of uh, like a central high massacre, uh, but an actual massacre. Yeah, it was an actual massacre this time. I didn't go one by one. I just. Went into the uh, the room of the fly swore and just went mad. Yeah. I've seen a gun you can get that you load with salt, like rock salt, and uh, it's got a... 
you know, like a laser on it for killing flies and stuff. Feels a bit violent, really, but, um, you know. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, but also pretty cool. Yeah, fuck them. Uh, that's why. Yeah, I mosquitoes, definitely. Yeah, kill mosquitoes, kill flies. I don't like flies either. What else could we kill? Daddy long legs, they piss me off. Uh, I wish they knew what they were doing, Daddy Long Legs. They're just whatever. They're always seeming a state of confusion whenever you see them. I'm like, oh, where am I going? What am I doing? What is this life? You know, it's quite annoying. I don't like them. There's them ones with the wings as well, isn't there? They're like flying Daddy Long Legs. They're, they're dumbasses. Yeah, I thought that was a Daddy Long Legs. I thought Daddy Long Legs had, had wings. I, I thought Daddy Long Legs was just a spider. No, no, the daddy long legs has the wings. That, that, yeah, it's a wing, it's winged. Um, well, yeah, okay, they're dumbasses then. Yeah, they are, they're assholes. Uh, no point to the world. I mean, they, they say, don't they? They say, oh, animals have got a point, but you know, mosquitoes, what are they doing? Yeah, but well, there's enough of them still. It's like we're not, we don't have a shortage of them. True. Nobody's yeah. putting mosquitoes on the endangered species list anytime soon. No, that's true. Or, or, or the daddy long legs, which I understand is quite poisonous. Anyway, we're getting in. We're 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 become entomologists here. Um, I don't even know if that is the blue bug guy. I think it is. Uh, who's to say? I think it is, but I don't want to. Who's to say? Uh, well, before we get into this week's um, lovely slices of bread, I'm I'm sizzling. I'm sizzling for the future of. A slice of bread that I'm excited about, and you'll be excited about. Well, I don't know if anyone else will be, but one of our lovely listeners, well, Alistair, it's Alistair, has started writing a short story based around horror sandwiches, um, just for us. And uh, when it's all done and dusted, we'll be having a little reading that I'm, I don't know if he's going to do it or I'm going to do it, but... Um, <laughs> Maybe we'll get a full casting for it. Oh yes, yes, uh, that that might be good. Although I think uh, I I've read some of it. And I think um, well, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil any of it. So are, are there? Is there a varied cast of characters? I don't think that that counts as a spoiler, is it? Um, I don't think so. Um, you're in it. Me, me personally, I'm in it. Yeah, yeah. Well. A version of you. I don't think it's actually you. Uh, but is it, I, is it at least using the adjective handsome? Is that what? Handsome. Uh, Knowing yeah. Alistair as I do, I expect compliments. Well, yes, fine then, handsome. But anyway, um, yeah, that's um, that's pleased Not me no end for the edit, Alistair. <laughs> that's pleased me no end, Matt. So I'm looking forward to being able to do that. The fact that anyone. Gives enough of a crap to um, to even think about us that way. So yeah, um, and while I'm here, I might as well say, you know, Alistair's got himself a t-shirt as well, a little creative psychopath t-shirt, which are available. I've got one now, um, and I think Brian's told me he's ordered one. So there's stuff out there, and by the end of this, I'll convince Matthew that he needs one. Um, yeah, I, I'm just skint. <laughs> Too busy spending all my money on insect repellent. Well, yeah. So we'll yeah we'll look forward to that lovely short story. But before um, 
before we have that slice of bread, which could be, which is in the future, we've got slices of bread to have now. Um, um, what what is this first one? Let's let's hear all about it. Right. So we're we're throwing together uh, some some current events, some past episodes, and and uh, so the current sort of the current main man of the podcast. Uh, so recently, we we did lose uh, Michael Parkinson. We did as. I was a good innings. Uh, he's also the star of uh, your previous episode, uh, Ghost Watch, wasn't it? Yeah, one of the best films we've seen, I reckon. Yeah, I certainly uh, an, an interesting and, and a bit of a I'm trying to think of the word, it, you know, inspiring film. Yeah, go uh, watch Ghost Watch. Yeah, so. And also, I'm thinking, you know, with Freddy Krueger, he's you know uh, one one of horror's more the boss characters. Yes, and uh, so it got me thinking, you know, what if we were to, to do uh, Michael Parkinson as a as a chat show host uh, on the other side? What uh, horror movie characters would you like him to be to be interviewing? You know, what what horror characters would you like on a talk show? Yeah. Um, well, the first one I thought of, and uh, it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be, a, it'd have to be a radio phone in. But I figure, I figure, Ghostface is is <laughs> is for that. And he's all about being on the phone. Little you think with like a, a file photo picture of uh, <laughs> Ghostface next to him. Yeah, just one of those little radio radio phone ins. Yeah. Well, we have a Ghostface on the phone here. He's uh, he's going to be talking about. What it's like to murder? I don't know. What would he? What would he be talking about? Because that. But I think the problem is, is that the the ghost face that you have is is different every time, isn't it? Oh yeah, I wonder it, if it doesn't it, really have a story to share. But maybe, maybe it could be a phone in. Oh, we're talking this week about whether whether movies affect personality. Uh, the photos, girls, photo. yeah, that works. He could be ringing. Yeah, well, that, I mean, he's he is perfect for that, isn't he? Oh, there you go. You see, he's, and he's she, in. we've had some uh, some female ghost face, haven't we? Oh, he or she or they or them. Or the, yeah, all uh, the ghost faces. All the all the ghost faces. Um, I, I was going to sing all the single ladies then, but it's not not even relevant. And uh, well, I mean, they're welcome to phone in too. Yeah, everybody can phone in. Um, that was my first thought. Anyway, um, I'm sure you've got some thoughts. So I, uh, yeah, my my thinking was this: you need someone on on a talk show that's got a good with the line, you know, bit of a bit of a character, uh, also has a good story to tell. Right, because okay, you got to you got to be plugging, haven't you, if you're on a talk show? So, I reckon that Rod from Get Out would be perfect. <laughs> yeah, you know he could basically just recount the whole movie. He's funny as he does it in the film, so you know, spread that out for for a whole talk show segment. Just wind him up and let him go. Yeah, that would be. Um... 
I want to see that now. Um, I suppose it was a fictional event, though, wasn't it? It was really going to happen. Um, I mean, once AI gets sufficiently advanced, I reckon we could make that. Yeah, we could. Um, uh, if if either of us knew anything about AI, do you know stuff about AI? Could you do that? Probably um, not. No, no. Um, no, I got locked out of my computer the other week and I had to get a whole new thing, so... I don't think I'd be able to AI my way into anything. Um, Do you think that's acceptable use of AI? I guess. I don't know. Uh, I think so far all the good stuff I've seen with AI has just been people mocking about making daft stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's... I, I don't find a problem with that. I saw recently a Jack Black as every Disney princess image. I thought, you know what? That's... I think that's what AI should be for. <laughs> yeah, that probably is what AI, AI should be for. I, I think that extends to putting Rod from Get Out into a talk show segment with the Michael Parkinson. Oh, we're AIing twice with that. Yeah. Oh, I, I, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, I guess, I suppose it... I was thinking that Danny from... Um, the Shining might be quite an interesting talk show host because you know he's a survivor of something that, in all likelihood, would get reported, wouldn't it? It would be reported. But um, I suppose the other hand of that is you do have you do have his continued story, and he turns out to be a bit of a oh, he's a bit of a character, all right. Yeah, he's, um, he struggles with it, doesn't he? A bit. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Well, that'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to have him on there recounting the uh, the awful thing that happened to him. Why am I doing that to him? That would be mean. Well, I mean, you get you know, get stories like this, don't you? Sometimes, uh, you know, true crime documentaries and stuff. The victims are often uh, you know part of the interviewees. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, well, and, and you know, the fictional characters. I'm sure we can decide that they'd be happy to share. <laughs> I guess so. I guess they would be happy. Oh, they, uh, and like we'll give them cash. You know, they're on, they're on a talk show. Have some cash. Go on Oprah and get a million dollars. Which they donate to charity because again, the fictional characters so we can make them do whatever they want. Oh, yeah, but he. Oh yeah, I suppose. Spent spend it all on creative psychopath t-shirts. Yes, please. Uh, all the t-shirts. Do it now. I don't know. I'll send a link. Oh, sales almost. Uh, yeah. I imagine you've got others. I, I, I mean, are we going to pick the obvious Freddy? Or do you think well, I think Freddy, he is, as the inspiration for this list, kind of goes without saying. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wait, but... He'd... He doesn't come across as some. He doesn't have. He doesn't have a lot to say for himself, really, though, does he? I mean, yeah, people always say that he's a bit of a gobshite, but what is he really apart from a selection of puns and threats? He doesn't. He's got nothing worth saying. Um. Yeah. No, no, that is true. He, he's he's entirely uh, situational. Yeah, I think he'd be good to have around while. 
there's a different celebrity on, so you could put in with the odd, the odd line. Yeah, uh, okay. based around what what they're discussing. Yeah, I could just call him a bitch from time to time. That would work out, wouldn't it? Yeah, he could do that. <laughs> well, my next one, no, I reckon, is a, is another one who's got a good old, good old tale and a bit interesting, but. And I reckon I'd like McCready from The Thing to to get in there and have a good old chat. Oh, yeah, I thought about uh, the, the Thing guys as well. Because um, that's a hell of a thing that happened to him, wasn't it? Ah, uh, hell of a thing. I mean, it's, uh, it's the thing, isn't it? Oh, the thing that happened to him. The thing that happened to him. So that's he, how significant it was. Hey, got Parkinson there. So you were working on the Antarctic station and you got attacked by a giant alien. Well, what was it actually? And then go from there, sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Good. See, exactly. See, see how it's all coming together. Yeah, no, that works. That works. That works lovely. That works lovely. Um, was Billy Connolly ever in a horror movie? Because just get him on there. <laughs> he liked going on Parkinson, didn't he? He he did. He loved a bit of that. I don't remember. I don't think he was. I don't think uh, I don't remember Billy Connolly's film career all that well, to be honest with you. No, I think uh, no. Mrs. Brown, he was in that when he did all right in that, I think. And uh, I think he was in a film called Big Man or Big Yen. Just people just call him that. Um, I've no idea. I seem to remember him being in a lot of sort of. Half sad comedies. Oh no, not half sad. But that, that probably that that well, that almost certainly doesn't do his career justice on the uh, on the film front. No, it 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 certainly doesn't. Um, I also remember in the movie Pause, where he, he voiced a dog. Did he? The the voice of a dog. Yeah, that was one of those uh, those video shot ones from when we were wee button nipper. I wonder if the fellas from Jaws would uh, would would be. Uh... No, I'm not picking Jaws. I'm sick of picking Jaws all the bloody time. <laughs> Stop picking Jaws all the time. Um, I mean, I was going to be hilarious and say Michael Myers, uh, but that was just a sort of a. That'd be funny, wouldn't it? Um, but it wouldn't be really. Um, hmm. I reckon uh, Jack from American Wealth in London would also be a good one. Oh yeah, which he's the dead one. Yeah, yeah. He has to have him as a ghost. No. <laughs> I'm having you on as a ghost. Okay. Yeah. Very, very droll retelling of the uh, things and and. Disinterested conversation. I think that would yeah. be good. Uh, Jack, tell us about the time your friend killed you on the moors. Um, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Oh, actually, I was just thinking, um, Stathis from The Fly, the guy who got his hand and foot melted, he'd be he, he'd have something to say. Plus, he was a bit of a prick as well, so it's quite interesting to talk to, I imagine. Um, so. I don't know what's happened to me, Parkinson. There, uh, you're... um, yeah. Tell us how come you now got a prosthetic arm and leg? 
I, hope, I understand that somebody melded themselves with a fly. You know, that sort of thing. You know, I don't know why I'm doing Parkinson. Um, but I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going <laughs> to chuck one last one in there, I reckon, that I would like any character played by Zelda Rubenstein to be uh, to be on there too, because I think she's just got a funny voice and I'd like to hear her talk for a long while. Yeah, just have Zelda Rubenstein on there then. Was yeah. she she was in Poltergeist, right? Yeah, she's in Poltergeist. She was in uh, Leslie Vernon as well. She must have been a few other things. She's like a sort of legacy horror guy, isn't she? Guy, gal, chap, woman, person. Yeah, so, yeah, chuck, chuck her in. Have her just, just doesn't have to talk about anything in particular. Just, uh, just have a chat. Yeah, have a cheeky little chat. Um, I, I won't do an impression of her. Yes, I can't. Um, not that I can really do Parkinson, but I did it anyway because I wanted to. Um, it, yeah. Uh, oh, I've lost me. I've lost me mind again. Well, that was a lovely slice of bread, wasn't it? Um, and talking of you know lovely chatty killers that we already spoke about and then dismissed. Anyway, it's the September sleepover. Oh, I forgot to do the sleepover game. I was stupid. Um, oh, well. There's still time if you want. Um, the only thing I thought of was it was food related and it would be what would your last meal be? Um, I, I don't even know what I'd choose. Um, off the top of my head, I'd say probably chicken fried rice with chips and a tiramisu. It's not very interesting, I'll, I'll grant you, but I like it. Ooh, mind you, I do like fish and parsley sauce. You know that boil-in-a-bag stuff? Yeah. It's probably a bit poor, really, but that and some mashed potato and peas. It's good food, that. You don't want a heavy meal going to an electric chair either, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't suppose it really if, if you if that's if electric chair is the method of execution, I would probably just quaff down just as much unpopped popcorn as I could, just to see if it would go off. <laughs> yeah, or a Wellington. Can I eat a Wellington boot? Uh, I feel like. Good night. Well, I, I think I would probably panic and just choose something like. A, a huge supply of crisps. Oh, that'd be nice. Different flavours or would you... Uh, different varieties of salt and vinegar. <laughs> I want to try all the salt and vinegars. No, okay, we get... I don't know, I just think like... I, I very much struggle just to say like one last meal. Yeah, uh, well, you've got to but choose... I'm already panicking and there's no pressure on me now. Yeah, you've got to choose... I, doubt, I guess so. If you're going to be executed, it's something that you've you've got time to think about it before it happens, don't you? Yeah. Well, I only thought of this because I saw like a video the other day, and uh, you know, like some people have like proper, you know, it's a lot of like home cooked meals. Other people have obscure stuff. One guy ate just an olive, um, hip included, uh, which is fun. Well, his uh, I his idea one of those weirdos that just had like a massive feast of lots of weird different shit. Yeah, eat foods you've never tried. I want some winkles. I wouldn't eat them. Uh, 
what's the rule if you like think of something like imaginary, but <laughs> do they have to like track it down? No. Or just tell I, you no can do pick someone else. I think times have changed actually with the old um the old final meal that you're not allowed to sort of go mental anymore. And fuck them, you know. I mean, they're they're they're, they're, they're on death row for a reason. Um, oh, are they though? Well, well, but for those who are, you know, those who are actually guilty, fuck them. Why do they do? Why should they get? A, you know, you should just get a swift kick of the nards first. There you have that. I'm always kicking people in the nards. What the hell's wrong with me? I wouldn't even do that to someone either, because I think it's a slightly too severe punishment for anything, really. Uh, anyway, we've gone right off track there. Um, <laughs> so we're doing Nightmare on Elm Street 5, Dream Child, from whatever year it was from, because I didn't write it down. 1989. Like an unprepared fool. 1989. Oh, and what a year it was. Now... Going into this, Nightmare on Elm Street 4 had grossed a massive amount and was at, shot right to the top of the US charts in terms of movies. So it was a real, real success. So, of course, we had to have a fifth film. Um, but before there was a fifth film, Freddy himself became very, very merchandisable um, to the point of kids wearing Freddy Krueger pajamas. Um that's just asking for trouble, that. Yeah. Dolls. And um, there was even an unlicensed, um, like, sleeping pill that had Freddy Krueger on it, um, which was good. Uh, so, yeah, at that point, he'd sort, of, uh, he'd sort of passed from being just a horror movie villain into the sort of, cultural zeitgeist um so they also introduced freddy's nightmares which was a tv show um which you may or may not be familiar with um, no, i've never actually heard of that yeah there was a tv series called freddy's nightmares and it was something akin to like um crypt you know the tales from the crypt that sort of thing so yeah. Freddie was in stings at the beginning at the and at the end and stuff like that. But um, and the first episode of that is actually the uh, telling of a of of Freddy Krueger before uh, he gets burned. So the whole trial thing, um, which was directed by Toby Hooper, no less. Um, so that might be worth searching out. But what I do know about that show is it was supposed to be on really late night. It was supposed to be like, um, you know, quite violent. I know they filmed really violent things, but the networks or whatever decided it was better to have it on at like 4 p.m. in the afternoon. So it got dramatically cut down and um, it's since not been, not been remembered for being particularly good. But uh, as I understand it, that first episode is pretty good. But, you know, Toby Hooper... So that leads us into them actually going, oh, come on then, let's make a fifth one. Uh, so we had uh, the director, Stephen Hopkins, who's an English man, but um, 
I wrote down here he's a comic book nerd. That won't surprise you, though, probably, if you've seen this film. Um, we've got Lisa Wilcox returning as Alice. Uh, of course, Robert Englund returning as Freddy, but, you know, he's pretty on there all the time. Uh, Kelly Joe Minter as Yvonne. Eric. Oh, apparently I've just written Erica as Greta. I should find out her proper name. Danny Hassel returning as Dan. Joe Seeley as Mark. And Whit Hepford as Jacob, who I think did a lot of sort of child acting at the time, but uh, I don't think he did much after that. In fact, I think it was a bit of a... Uh, um, well, you know... In all, in all fairness, child actors from those eras, 90s and stuff like that, were just not locked up to the way they should have been. He, he went on to, to make one of the uh, the greatest films of all time. After, oh, really? Uh, this, yeah, it was, it was the little kid in Jurassic Park who gets his uh, shit rocked by Alan Grant. Oh, of course he is. Yes, of course he was, yeah. Um... <laughs> but after that, I'm not, I don't, I'm not aware of anything else he did. Yeah, well, I mean, if you look at his IMDb, the picture on there suggests that he didn't have a great... <laughs> it looks like a mugshot. Uh, to be honest, I haven't looked into it, but uh, as I said, I think it there's, there's a lot of truth in kids from the sort of 80s, 90s that were actors did not get look, looked after the way they, they should have done. No, there's a lot of chewing them up and spitting them out. And... Yeah. You only have to look at poor Edward Furlong for that. Um. Anyway... So, yeah, it's Nightmare on Elm Street 5, Dream Child. Um, so, you got anything you'd like to say about it before we... Well, what did you think? Right, so, I mean, last week on Nightmare 4, we basically said that the film's not much cop, but it puts in with these Freddy scenes that are are good, and it, it knows exactly what it's... You know, what he wants to do in that sense, in that it's just the Freddy show. Yeah. And then this film basically tried to do the same thing, but made both the Freddy bits worse and the, the you know, the connecting tissue worse as well. It was... Yeah. Yeah, they, they dropped the ball, didn't they, on this one? Yeah, it's not... Um... It's not as good. It's not as good by, uh, by a long way. The... the... It's dropped off. Certainly, I noticed um, that the friend group is introduced so quickly. And, you know, well, if anything, it's done in like a group scene where you get everybody's, this is what this friend group is. This is what these people are, right? You know, it's done even almost like I thought fast dialogue. You know, they were just speeding through it, it seemed. Yeah, and, uh, it's all done in that graduation scene, which is one of the worst scenes I've ever seen. It was, it yeah. really was dreadful. Yeah. Like it was really badly directed. It was, you know, badly acted. The whole thing's badly acted in this one, isn't it? I think it's. Yeah, it it, it it's not great. It's not great. Yeah, there's, there's there a, are... a poor cast for this one, which is it's unfortunate because most of the time there's a good bunch in there in these films and. Uh, is it you know the fact that this breaks from that's a bit uh, bit disappointing. Yeah, I think 
in, I suppose in fairness, what happened is because four was so um, popular, they decided to churn out five as quickly as possible. And from what I've seen watching uh, the Never Sleep Again documentary, which by the way is really worth watching because you know it's quite concise, really. And I think what happened with this movie is there was three three scripts that were sort of cobbled together to try and make one script. And then during filming, they had a lot of rewrites and stuff like that. Even one of the actors said that he didn't bother to learn his lines because he knew they were going to be different on the day. Um, yeah. I mean, it, and that, that brings up one of the biggest problems of the film really, doesn't it? And that it just makes no sense in terms of what has come before it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we, we've got the protagonist from the last film, and you know, we, we follow her and we follow her boyfriend at the start of the film, and he he's fully up to speed with everything. He you know he believes her, he knows it, he knows the score with everything. But then, no, none of the other characters know, and it's like loads of people died in the last film. That were surrounding this girl, you think they would be like, "Oh yeah, we, we know that's the girl whose friends all died," at the very least. Mm-hmm. But it's all just, you know, starting from scratch and a case of, oh, she's got this new friendship group and they just know her from nothing, whereas they should be like, and she's having to explain Freddie to them again. I mean, you know, it's. it's under the assumption that the viewer's never seen one of these films before, which is a bit daft to this, this entry. Um, and, like, it's just exposition again for it. Yeah. Yeah, which is, um, I think, to a degree, they do treat a lot of these films like it's the first film, you know, like, you could just sit down and watch any Nightmare on Elm Street and... You know, I think. Well, there's that thing, isn't it? The, you know, the, this film's always going to be the first one for someone. Yeah, right. Yeah, you kind of need to get things up to speed. There's a better way of doing it than than that. Yeah, I I absolutely agree with every point that you that you've made, and um, I think, you know, I was looking at how while I was watching, I was thinking there was all there's there are a lot of negatives about this film, and you know those negatives mostly revolve around the plot really but in terms of i think there are there are some really good things about this like there's some really great sets for example the um when we see sort of the the backstory bit where um we see amanda kruger get attacked by the sort of thousand people and um I think the interesting part of that scene is, or at least what I saw was, a lot of the guys in there weren't actually trained actors, so it was a bit of a, (laughs) not an actual dangerous situation, but they didn't necessarily, you know, they were going a bit method with it, you know, so, um, no, but it looks like a really, a really great sort of set piece, the way they have the sort of guards of pie and, then we sort of go on to have baby Freddy come out and he eventually morphs into big Freddy. And, you know, that, that stuff really is really good. I like it. It has a sort of really good um, 
I think gothic gothic atmosphere all the way through it. So I, I like those elements of it. They don't rescue the film to a degree, um, but they are interesting. Yeah, I think that there's probably three quite strong set pieces in this armor, like like the one mm. you just said. Uh, yeah, uh, I thought the the scene with the bike that was really good as well. Yeah, um, yeah, it sort of keeps becoming more and more like Freddy, and also just like digging into the the character's body. Although I'm sure there's one scene where he's riding the bike without a helmet, and then we see. <laughs> him zigzag through some cars and it's a stunt man who is wearing a helmet <laughs> yeah apparently that uh, that scene was cut to shit as well by the what is it um oh, i can't remember what sensors is that right the sensors yeah yeah apparently it was considerably more violent than what we see which which i, I sort of don't uh, i'm not bothered about that because it's it's reminiscent really of like tetsuo the iron man and you know it just it's really freaky and pretty good, like you say. It's a good set piece. Yeah, uh, it doesn't look to me as if it's had a, it's suffered at all from from. No, no, no. But yeah, and I think the other the other scene that was was a strong one was the the one where they go into like, the comic book world. Oh, um, really? Um, yeah, I think that not just for the uh, the other bit where he's. I think, is this the first time that we actually see Freddy use the glove on someone? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember it in, in any of the others off the top of my head. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was, there was that aspect of it, which I enjoyed. And, and the whole sort of 2D man with the color draining out of him bit. But I, I like the bit where Freddy turned into that sort of 1940s comic book superhero. And when you say the director was a big comic book guy, you know, you just feel like a bit of a love letter to that. And, it, you know, it felt yeah. really well observed. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um, this, it's a good job I watched this documentary. I've got all these facts. But you, this, an interesting thing about that is um, that the black and white stuff in that was actually, it wasn't filmed in colour and then, you know, had it out all the, the sets were black and white and and you know they had robert england in black and white and the other guy was colored up you know they had like more they had like more color in his makeup and stuff like it it seems like a really backwards way of going about it but actually kind of really adds to that scene like i said to you before it set the sets and stuff like that that so it's very nightmarish actually that it's um you know angles going in different directions and um it's really quite interesting actually um i mean a lot of people hate that scene i i know you know a lot of people don't like that sort of um i don't mind it actually i think it's um it adds to that sort of nightmarish quality really you know like from his point of view you know as a comic book artist or whatever you know yeah i think the bit where he, he turns into a uh, a comic book character that you know his character he draws and stuff is a bit a bit silly. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's a similar scene to the the, the martial arts one in the in the last film, wasn't it? In that there's he shows a character fighting back just because they kind of have to for the sake of it, even though you know they don't stand a chance. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it's 
not really what we come to these films for, but it was nice that in this one they used it to give Freddy a little bit of an extra, a little bit of extra something to do on it. Yeah, it, it, it's fun, isn't it? It's a bit, it, it's a, it's a bit of fun. Um, I think in terms of you know, like, but almost like we said with the last one, it's Freddy's show. You know, the 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 kills are what stand out over anything. I mean, because because even the one where the girls getting sort of um, overly fed. Um, it's still it's still quite good, but I think what adds to that scene is not necessarily the kill, but the actors surrounding her who are sitting at the table. It's very very odd. Um, kind of works, and yeah, I sort of I, like you said at the, at the beginning. It's just not as good, is it? You, you, it this is, there's a slow downgrade of these movies, and this is where it starts hitting that you know, you know, deterioration really. Um, and I think, yeah, I think the last film, it was a step down, but they, they kind of, they had enough momentum and they had enough for Freddie to do, to, to keep it going, to keep us hooked. And I think this one, they just, they, they, they can't pull off the same trick twice. No, no. And, you know, we were saying about Freddie, you know, having the line and having the puns, he, he doesn't really so much in this one. He just kind of calls people bitch, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. The other thing I thought is, and this is probably the last thing I've got to say about it, really, is I thought the Freddy makeup was noticeably different and not as good. Yeah, um, total agreement. Yeah. Now, as I understand, I think I, I read this somewhere, is that for this movie, they had tried to make the process easier for Robert England, um, and I think that might be part of it, you know, they made a mask that was easier to get on and off, but, you know, it's to the detriment of the film, really, but I can also understand, you know, why they would want to do that. I imagine it is quite a process. Um, But yeah, but it is, as I say, you know, it is noticeably different. So, I mean, do you think this as well, I think might be the first time with these films where I felt that it's it's aping other stuff a bit uh, in terms of what's going on with with horror around it. Uh, I know it's not, not necessarily a horror film, but there are a few scenes in this that I thought were very reminiscent of Beetlejuice. Mm. Yeah, maybe like um, certainly some of the sets feel a bit yeah, and, and sort of the style yeah, of it. Yeah. I think the bit with the where the floor opens up and then sort of folds back on. Like that that felt very thing and uh yeah. like Beetlejuice and the the scene where with the the kitchen table that they you know where the uh you know where the feeding death happens. Mm, yeah. I just thought that feels that feels like the the Beetlejuice table scene but it doesn't get funny you know that sort of thing yeah i never really i never really uh noticed it um it's, it's a year after beetlejuice came out so i i did get the feeling that the yeah. director just go oh yeah that, that's great let's do a bit of that in it yeah it's definitely it's definitely there for sure now you say it um there were some of the kills that feel a little bit like that too, actually. 
Um, yeah, I never even noticed, but I think you're right. I think there is a, I think there is a degree of that, but then, you know, I do tend to think that in the 80s with these horror films, you know, there was a lot of that, you know, because there yeah, were just... Yeah, I mean, that's this... something that we go through. And it goes in cycles, doesn't it? And we have these yeah. sort of landmark films that hit big and the uh, your studios try to capitalise and we, we move on through these mini sort of eras, don't we? Yeah. And I think this is probably the first time where... A Nightmare on Elm Street wasn't the hot new thing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just um, yeah. Well, it's it's weird because, I, like I said, this is when Freddy became, you know, got out of horror and into you know popular culture, really. Um, as I think a lot of these horror icons did in, in this time, but not as quite as much as Freddy did. You know, it was a much more, you know, sort of action-figured film, you know, that kids knew about and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I think it's... with it, we get the, we, we get the defanging, don't we, from him? Yeah, I was gonna say. I think I think that that is what happened because because he'd hit that point. Um, they were sort of, uh, I think, tried to make it more kid friendly. Which I mean, it's not a kid friendly movie. Don't get me wrong, but um, yeah, yeah. No, but I think if you're making a horror film with kids in mind, isn't you know, it's, it isn't necessarily a bad film, uh, a bad thing. It's you, you make it. Just slightly too old for where you, yeah. Just, you know, just slightly too old for where you think they would go, uh, because you you don't want to completely ruin them, but also you want to <laughs> make you feel transgressive, don't you? As you know, as we've said lots of times on this, yeah. Well, I don't know about you, but I don't think we need to say much more about it. Um, no, I've not got much left. No. no. Um, just Freddy's dead to look forward to now. Um, and we're going to be joined. Yeah, we're going to be joined by our uh, our movie duel friend Peter, and we're going to uh, pick that bad boy apart. And uh, I hate to tell you, Matthew, it only gets worse from here. <laughs> I cannot wait. Yeah, so I think. The next one might be the last bad one. Oh, no, there's a remake, isn't there? Yeah. Well, we're, we're, we're at the point now we've got over halfway. Yeah, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. I'm looking forward to um, covering New Nightmare. No Nightmare? Um, next September. Oh, so, so yeah, next September we've got New Nightmare, Freddy vs. Jason, and the remake. And the remake. And the remake. Oh, I, apparently there's a Bollywood version of Nightmare on Elm Street, which I really kind of want to watch. Um, I might have to track that down for it, my way. We might have to, yeah. I think, I think it'd be wrong of us not to, don't you? Um, yeah. So the rating system for these are... What do we, what are they? Go to sleep or stay awake? Yeah, so should should you sleep through it or stay up and watch it all? Oh yeah, okay. Um, 
oh, I'm going to stay up and watch it. It's, it's fine. I don't, I don't hate, I don't hate the film. Um, yeah, I think on a two tier system, I think I, I'm inclined to agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I'd stay up and watch it. It's it fits fine within the sequels. It's not it's not an awful movie. It's just um, I think if we were if we were doing our usual rating, it'd certainly be a new. It's spooky. I wouldn't quite get into shit. Yeah, uh, it's there's a lot wrong with it, uh, but it, it's certainly not your. It's not boring, worthy, is it? You're tricking no. in. No, no. Right, well, um, lovely. So before we get into the last slice of bread, um, I will mention the Patreon again. Now, I know for those of you who have joined, we we haven't done so much stuff, and we we are planning to get more stuff in the bag and get it um, get it on the go. So there will be stuff in there, and if other people want to join and listen to us talk about movies that aren't horror movies, then, um, you know, it's probably worth a look. And it's cheap. Um. But yeah, so the last slice of bread. Now, for those of you who know Freddie, you'll know there's a nursery rhyme that goes through it. I won't sing it. Um, but we thought of this lovely question, which is, what childhood nursery rhyme could you turn into a horror movie? And uh, that is the question we were asking, by the way. Uh, <laughs> so what have you got? Well, I, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that there is a Three Blind Mice movie coming out soon. So that uh, there is a trailer available online for it. It looks awful, but also it could be fun. Who knows? Uh, so yeah, that's disqualified. We can't we can't say that because it's already been taken. Oh. And I, I did one thing, Humpty Dumpty, as well. But the, there is a film, I think there's two films actually called Humpty Dumpty, got a sequel. But it just it didn't, it was called Humpty Dumpty, but it didn't feel like it had anything to do with the nursery rhyme. Um, so, again, I, I couldn't in good conscience include it, uh, even if I think Humpty Dumpty would make quite a good, weird, daft horror villain. Uh, so in the end, I settled on Ring of Ring of Roses. Pocket full of posies, no less. Yeah, we we at the end they they will all fall down. Uh, I mean that, that that could be the tagline. We're halfway there. You've done it. Yeah, it's, it's a, a nursery rhyme. has got those grim origins, hasn't it? In terms of the plague and whatnot. Uh, so yeah, I reckon we could make quite a grim old-fashioned folk horror film set around people dying of plague and or is it plague there could be some sort of uh, supernatural element that's actually doing the damage I reckon there's yeah there's a bit of scope for uh, something you could do with that it would certainly it's certainly um you know when you know what it about when it what it's about that song certainly invokes a sort of um you know plague plague era doesn't it like, like just makes me think of bodies being piled you know well now it makes me think of the monty python one where he's trying to make take the guy who's alive <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, bring out your dead yeah i'm not dead 
uh, you are. Uh, sorry, no. Um, but that's what it makes me think of. It makes me think of those sort of piles of... Um, but in saying that, you know, like that sort of... I don't think it's ever really been used as a character, but that sort of... Is it a plague doctor? You know, that, that look could certainly be um, easily used in just a sort of... Um, you know, as a slasher, really, it, that era or not that era. Yeah, the, the Plague Doctor like... image isn't... Uh, I mean, I think it's before the concept of bedside manner became a thing, isn't it? Because that doesn't really... <laughs> it doesn't really fill you with good vibes, does it? That uh... No, no. Um, it's an odd design, actually. <laughs> I don't know why they didn't just come up with a normal-looking gas mask. That... No, you got to look like a fucking crow. Okay. Well, the, the truck lots of flowers and herbs and, and stuff in the beak. Bit. Ah, is that what it was? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was kind of accurate in that it was thought that if you put all those things in, it would you know, it was the idea was it uh, Yeah, it was to put the pocket full of disease with bad smells. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it smelled good things, but obviously within that, they put in sort of, you know, antiseptic plants and stuff that they just didn't quite understand the same way then. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, they were, they were on to something with it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's... It's, it's a really... Um, like I say, it's 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 a song that invokes those sort of thoughts, and there's certainly... Uh, I've got, you've given me an idea, Cooking, in fact. Yeah, um, uh, it's not so much that I'm, I'm pitching a movie this time. I'm just more giving a vibe, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Well, which is much easier. You can just make any old shit up to give a vibe. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. No, no plot required. So, <laughs> no plot required. Well, so my thought was um, old Mother Hubbard. Uh, you know, she went to the cupboard to get a poor dog a bone. But it was fuck all there. Um, but actually, if you read that whole poem, that that dog's a bit of a dick. He's like, he's like, go get me some meat, woman. Um, yeah, and sort of the rest of the poem is is him going, oh, well, if you didn't have any food, I'd get you some, but why not get me any? And, uh, I'm not entirely sure towards the end whether he is sort of like killed human beings for me. Feels like it. Um, Basically misery, but Kathy Bates is a dog. Yeah, so that's what I'm going to, that's what I'm going to, Posit as a as a as a sort of movie old mother Hubbard, but I don't know. In my mind, I thought maybe it would be some sort of psychosis where the dog actually isn't talking to a to a person, but they're killing people and feeding them to a dog. Because I think ultimately, I might be wrong, but I think ultimately, if you did cook up human flesh, a dog probably would eat it. Um. I can't see why they wouldn't. <laughs> um, I was actually reading about this the other day. I'm not going to get into it. It's going to take too long. But apparently we smell terrible to animals. Oh, really? Yeah, the uh, cats especially. Because, you know, cat, cat will eat your corpse if, if you uh, if you die. If you die and there's nothing but a cat in the house. Uh, but they will wait several days until the, the meat starts going rancid uh, before they'll eat you. We smell bad. Led, led to believe that's what predators uh, with early Homo sapiens would. That that's why we were able to survive without 
weapons and fire and whatnot. Uh, we just stunk. Oh, well, that's interesting. But that That is debated by uh, anthropologists, though, so... Uh, but I still think a fried-up human steak of some sort, a dog probably wouldn't turn it down. Uh, yeah. But alternatively, alternatively, in my movie, the dog is evil and um, it's just wanting to eat human beings. So, you know, pick one, really. You know, do what you want. No, we can, we've got the original and the sequel. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or just make the film twice from two perspectives. Oh, that's interesting. Now I think about it, there was a film Ryan Reynolds in where he's got a dog that talks to him. Uh, voices. Uh, voices. Voices. Yeah. Although I think the dog's a good guy. I think it's the cat that's a prick. Uh, which makes that, that stacks up. That's That adds up, doesn't it? Yeah. As I recall, the dog's a good guy. Um, And they're all him anyway. Oh, that's that ruined. Um, Yeah, I think we've done all right there. I think we've pitched a couple of decent movies. Um... So let's do it. Let's go out and make them. Creative Psychopath Productions. We're uh, collecting budgets to make these awesome movies. Um, and we'll soon be knocking on Hollywood's door. Uh, oh, not yet. Not at the moment, though. We're on strike. As far as that's concerned, we're on strike. We're, are we allowed to come up with movie ideas? Should we? Are we scabs now? Uh, well, no, because I mean, in terms of, you know, we're not in the unions are striking, but also I don't oh, yeah. believe any British unions are. So I think we're... Oh, we're all right. We're good. Yeah. Phew. Yeah, wow. and still filming things like uh, House of the Dragon because all the cast are still British and not on strike. Hopefully, uh, yeah, they, they do go on strike soon because the... Uh, the, the big studios are shafting everyone all over the world. It's just the American unions that are standing up right now. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully everyone... Uh, well, you know, I think there are very few times where I would... Well, I'm not involved, but I have an opinion on it. But, you know, I think in this case, they're right to be doing what they're doing. Uh, <laughs> and they certainly deserve to be paid fairly. But um, I suppose it's not really anything to do with us. But, uh, oh, good. I'm glad to find out anyway that we're not scabs. Um, uh, so that's it then. Let's get towards the end of this this here podcast. We've plugged all the things we need to plug at the beginning, in the middle. So go do all that. Um, and we'll be back next week with Freddy's dead. Um, but is he actually dead? That's a good question. Uh, I reckon probably not. Yeah, well, we'll find out, won't we? Um do you know what? I can't even remember a single thing about that film. Anyway, we'll be back. We'll be back next week. Um, enjoy your sandwich, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye.